Hello, everybody. I am your host, Scott Snowden. Hello, and I'm uh, Andy. Uh, good to see you all. Hello, Andy. Uh, <laughs> this is Tea and Timbits, global perspectives on business development to help you prosper. Uh, Andy, what are we going to talk about today? Yes, uh, good point. I should have introduced the Tea and Timbits podcast. I know we're, we've thrown each other off a little bit now, uh, but this week we are going to talk about uh, selling to the C-suite or uh, other managers within a company. Uh, it can often yeah. be a challenge, and we're going to we're going to address that. But before we go into that topic this week, Scott, is there anything that you have learned this week? Oh, Andy, thank you for asking. You know, I do have a story to share, uh, and I was recently at. Uh, a business leader, sales leader uh, event, and there was a speaker, and I took a interesting quote away from that. Uh, the quote was to worry less about making the right decision and instead focus on making the decision right. Ooh, and that I really like sort that. of that really landed with me. Right, it's like so many times we overanalyze analysis paralysis. We think too much about whether or not we're making the right decision, and I've been guilty about this too. And you know where I get the most wrapped up in this is is in hiring decisions. Um, okay. But you know, the takeaway is if you're going through the right process, if you're a smart person, as we all are, you're going to be able to make the decision right. And I think also. You know, it's not necessarily about making, I guess what I'm trying to say is part of making the decision turn out well for yourself can sometimes me be realizing that you made the wrong decision and, and failing fast and quickly reversing course or adjusting for that and, and regrouping. That can be, I think, a way to interpret this um, as well. Um, so yeah. once you've made a decision, then don't whiffle waffle, commit to it, move forward and um, and give yourself the confidence to make that decision work out as best as it can for you. Well, I really like that. I think, uh, and I know it's uh, not necessarily directly on the topic uh, this week, but uh, just lingering on that a little bit, I think, um, I think that can often be something that stops people making a decision is that they're scared that they may make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. And they're so concerned about the potential negative consequences of that decision that they often resist making a decision at all. Yes. And so having that in mind of, you know, not making a decision, not, not, <laughs> not yeah. making the wrong decision, but, but, uh, but making whatever decision you make the right decision for you by taking action and uh, adjusting your perspectives based on a decision that you've actually made is going to be incredibly valuable for a lot of mm -hmm. people who are a little bit more resistant to, to moving forward. And yeah. uh, I, think I found that very good. I've, I've made a note of it and I'll try and find a way of introducing that into my, uh, my work as well. And so I, I looked it up, um, this, this person, I can't credit with the quote, it came from a Harvard business review article. Um, okay. so if you Google the quote, um, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll find it there. Uh, moving into the topic. topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> selling to the c-suite yes that's right um this at least crossed my mind because i was in a conversation with somebody recently who had just switched jobs or had basically actually they had not switched jobs but the target for the product and service that they were selling um had, had sort of shifted perspectives and personas they were no longer trying to convince sort of the frontline user to 
advocate and want to buy and try and convince their boss to let them buy the thing, but instead to sort of go above that person and say, well, you know, VP, C-level person, I want to take this question right to you because your entire staff, your your entire team should benefit from what I have to offer. And I think that's a good strategy. Instead of selling things one at a time, you sell them in groups of 10, um, you know, or so the theory goes. But there was a bit of a paralysis of what do I need to do all of a sudden in order to sell differently and communicate this in a different way. And I'm no longer talking to the same person that I'm comfortable and familiar with talking to. I now have to go sometimes like skip a level and jump up to rungs on the ladder to sort of build my case and get attention and time and mind share and budget and whatnot. Um, does that scenario resonate with you? And, and do you think that there's a, there's a difference in what you need to do or how you would go about that? Uh, yes to both those questions. Yes, it does resonate. And yes, there is a difference in the way that you approach things. Um, I I see it a lot uh, with my customers and in, in, in my own uh, business as well, is that um, that uh, changing the level of the person that you're selling to, changing the, uh, the, the approach of, uh, you know, trying to uh, help someone understand the value of that uh, product or solution to them versus trying to have a business conversation where you're talking about the greater impact and the value that it contributes to a particular department that ultimately then has an impact on XXX and X uh, within a particular business is a very different conversation. It is a business conversation versus a, you know, a, a user benefit uh, conversation. Right. And I do, however, feel through my experience that if you take your foot off the gas on one of those and put it on the other, then it doesn't actually benefit you and it doesn't make things better. You still need to do the sales to the end user. You right. still need to have that buy-in from the end user. You it's still like need you were in money. the room when I was having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it's exactly right. Like, uh, um, there's a different perspective. You still have to address certain concerns. And I think there's a different sort of filter that you go through um, at that sort of senior level. But you do not neglect and switch no, off the not. channel on the messaging that you used to provide. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that that is still going to be your number one. I mean, they are going to be your advocates in the business. Mm -hmm. When you were selling to them in the past, when you were selling to these end users, you you still realize that they weren't the ones who were paying the bills. They right. weren't the ones who were signing the contract. They weren't the ones who were doing that. They were the ones who were advocating that product and that product's necessity within the business um, that they work within. And most businesses now, they have decision-making committees, whether it's formalized or not. Yeah. There are multiple people within those decision-making processes, and you have to keep all of them in mind. The fact that you're now talking to one of those that's further up the chain right. doesn't change anything. Your sales strategy, your sales process is still the same. You just have another layer to it, and you have more work to do, and you have to start thinking about things from a business perspective and not just a user perspective. So what do you think that our listeners should think about take away from this conversation or reflect on sort of to improve how they approach selling to the C-suite? Well, I think, I think one of the biggest challenges that, that, uh, that most people have when they get into that situation is that they get scared. 
you know, I'm mm-hmm. oh no, I, I've never sold yeah. to this level. Oh, how am I going to re- how am I going to reach out to them? How am I going to do this? But remember, nothing is different. You're still having the same conversations with the same people. You're still doing the same sales process. All you're doing now is you're adding on a more higher level business conversation as part of that. And so, you know, your preparation needs to change. Your your understanding of the business and the business impact and the impact on other departments, of course, of your solution or product needs to be much, much clearer. So so I think you're saying like work on the precision of your message and the clarity of what you're trying to say in that case. What I was about to say, yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying. I actually think that that advice is pertinent to any level that you might be that you might be selling to. And I would suggest that the only difference is that you need to you need to articulate to this sort of senior level the not just the impact on the business from what you are going to help with like and by that i mean not just the financial impact or the roi of what you have to offer but part of that comes down to the people in the role that are going to be sort of dependent on this decision that the senior level is is going to make on my behalf and uh and and you need to show that you i i think you can bring what i'm saying is you can bring that experience that you have sort of with that familiar familiarity and empathy with that sort of quote unquote frontline mm-hmm. to help you and to support the conversation that you're having with a senior level uh management audience yeah no it's essential it's essential and you're completely right there are very few businesses left today that have a uh, a leadership structure where the you know the ceo or the senior management within a business will make a decision and then roll it out and force it right. onto their people there's right. very few that do that most now they have a situation where you know they take advice from the end users they take advice from the people who are going to be impacted by it and they they make a decision i don't know that that's true i mean i get what you're saying and i agree with that but i still okay. think there's a lot of senior leadership who go oh boy this is really hard i'm i know this is the right decision and if i had to roll this out properly i would do it quote unquote the right way and get buy-in and, and articulate the business case but I'd really just rather prefer that people listen to me and sort of, but those are the implementations and the, and the rollouts that just go very badly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, it, doesn't, I mean, it doesn't work out well for many companies if they are still doing those approaches, but, but, uh, suppose, but maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm uh, being very diplomatic in saying that there's not that many companies who do that anymore. Maybe there are. Well, more I think than it's, it's, a, it's a modern business management, um, approach you you those days are gone of being of saying well i'm a manager and i'm going to tell you what to do it it is about building consensus and understanding and and value i i think that that's the right way to do it and that's what modern businesses Mm -hmm. do i don't know that all modern or or all people that are in those senior leadership positions have adopted that mindset no um and i think that that's part of what is involved in in selling to the c-suite is identifying whether or not those individuals are the right kind of buyer. If I sell you this, do you have the mindset to bring it into your organization, understand the impact, roll it out effectively, communicate that 
with positivity and effectiveness so that it can have the desired result? Or are you just going to buy it, turn it on and tell everybody to use it? Mm -hmm. Because you know what's going to not happen? You're not going to get the renewal. You're not going to get the next job. So I think part of selling to the C-suite, therefore, is making sure that you can identify good, prosperous, modern leaders who know what it know who know what it means to bring in a new service, a new product, a new solution into their into their organization and filter yeah. for that. If you don't see it, don't yeah. overinvest in the opportunity. Hundred percent correct, and uh, and I have to agree with you entirely there. I think um, I think you've touched on something that could also be a very good uh, future topic as well, and that is the sales process, mm. because by communicating those things to the to this leader, I mean this leader that you know they are isolated at the top of their business and they are trying to do things in the best way they're trying to do their business in the best way and you go in there and tell them that this product or solution or service will help them to do that in in a better way then they may with the best intentions even actually go yes i'll invest in this solution product or service and then roll it out throughout my business and then they meet with the resistance and they go oh no you know i've i've made this decision so there can there can be both ends of it you know going yes you know i'm i'm the big strong leader and i'm going to make this decision but also i think there are those who are more diplomatic and and, and just just because they're isolated they don't know who to ask they just go yes this you know i'm convinced this is the right thing for us let's roll it out and yeah. then ultimately, it doesn't necessarily add the value that they want. So I think when we have a sales process and when we're talking to those leaders, we need to educate them a little bit as well about this is what should happen now. In order to make this a success, you need to involve these people. At the next right. stage, there needs to be this. These are, you know, these are the five steps or three steps that we will take in this process now. These are the people who will in, be involved. And if at the end of that, everybody is still agreed that this is the right thing to do, then we will move ahead. And then this is what the implementation will look like. And I think being prepared as a salesperson or a sales manager to, to have those conversations at that level and go that deep with the senior leadership and have that coaching session almost with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Will, will almost be of greater value than whatever product or service you're actually bringing to the table. Right. Awesome. Um, great conversation. I think um, we raised some good points there, Andy. Very, very thankful to you for that. Um, so if you've been listening, I think to summarize, it's about making sure that you don't abandon what you already know, that you don't think that this necessarily requires a completely different tactic or, or approach, and to sort of build on that but to also look for the right kind of leader that you see on the other side of the table and be um, sort of a, um, a valuable consultant and coach in, um, in that process as well. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, fantastic. Thanks very much, Scott. <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on LinkedIn or you can email us uh, podcast at tntimbits.com. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. All right.